Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode of the Cult Popture podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopture. Hey everybody and welcome to the Cult Popture podcast. My name is AJ. And, and my Rich name is Richard. Richard's oh, over sorry. here. And today we just want to let you know that uh, before the episode starts that um, next week we are gonna, we are planning on doing a uh, Q&A episode where we answer all the questions that you guys might have for us. Uh, we'd love to hear from some people that, that don't usually chime in but also the people that do usually chime in. Um, just to see if there's things people want to know about us. We'll also be doing like the fan mail that's accumulated over the past few weeks. Um, but yeah, what kind of questions do you think people should ask us, Richard? Oh, you know, you could ask us about uh, what the best franchise we've ever done is, what the worst is, what's the best and worst films we've ever covered, and also, you know, um, yeah, I would, I'd love to know what people, the image people get of us from this podcast. You know, yeah, who's your favorite? Like, comment who's your favorite. What what the characters? You, how would you describe the characters of Alexander Jones and Richard Martin on the Cop Option podcast? Yeah, and you can ask us things that have nothing to do with the podcast as well. I mean, if you yeah. want. If, if, if we've ever started to tell a personal story and then forgotten uh, to, yeah. to continue it and it's it's burning you inside, ask us. We'll, or even if just there's just one of the old, old favorites you want us to retell, that's fine yeah. too. We've been, we've been working quite hard recently, so we wanted to do a more chilled out one for um, our, our current listeners to to get to know us better if, if they so choose. So leave a comment on whatever you're listening to on this. There'll be a post on all our channels. Um, we don't have the luxury of uh, telling you to, to post to one specific place. Um, so We'll take what we can get. Yeah, any, any place that you comment, I'll accumulate it and we'll go through it on next week's episode. So without further ado, here is the newest episode of Film Franchise Fortnite's. With a very special guest star. Mm. Here we go. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cult Popshire podcast. You're here on Film Franchise Fortnites. I'm Richard Martin. As always, I'm joined by Alexander Jones. Hello. And today, by popular request, we've brought back everybody's favorite 28 year old woman who works in finance <laughs> not it's anymore <laughs> hey oh yeah, yeah. No. are you not 28 or do you not work in finance <laughs> i don't work in finance officially finance free wow oh wow yeah hopefully you're not you're not like gone broke or anything though <laughs> no no just um she's free of any finances <laughs> yeah yeah you still got a little bit of finance in there. <laughs> officially fun employed um, nadishta Nadeshta, for those who don't know or don't remember, um, is of course the host of Pop Culture Vulture. Kaka! Um, <laughs> Kaka. Nailed it. 
cause up um and so yeah you you review movies and things on youtube yes nadishta i sure do yeah so we'll we'll give you a big big old fat pitch at the end (laughs) but there's one right up top and also uh you may remember her from the cats and dogs episode we did Mm. and if you don't remember it because you haven't listened to it Go go and listen to it, and then you'll get all the sick callbacks that I'm sure we'll make throughout the next yeah, yeah. hour or so. Um, now, when you say you're not working in finance anymore, uh, I hear that you're moving country. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, so Wednesday off to Argentina, six months in South America, and then moving to London. Wow. wow. We don't do anything like that here. Nah. Yeah, I moved back to my hometown. That's about as <laughs> as wild as my travel. As wild as it gets. Yeah, yeah. moved back in with his parents. Yeah, exactly. But that's okay. <laughs> oh, that's you know? that's very exciting. Starting the next chapter in your life. Um. So, are you, uh, yeah. what's why Argentina? I'm actually going all over South America and Central America. So just starting in Argentina. Right. So the Pop Culture Vulture Channel might be mm. on a small hiatus, unfortunately, after today. No, no. keep it going. Mm. <laughs> keep it going in Back Argentina and all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be reviews you from call the it like pop culture pigeon or something <laughs> like that, and it's, you're like a messenger pigeon flying all over the world. <laughs> My, you're migrating. You're flying south for the oh, winter. Love um, it. Perfect. I have to change yeah. my cocoa. What sound does a pigeon make? Something like that. <laughs> they coo. They coo. Coo coo. Coo coo. Yeah, well, today uh, let's get down to down to brass tax. Bit of a finance <laughs> term there for you, I think. Is that a finance term? Not one that I've heard sure. of. Sure, it's it's oh. tax related. Well, tax it's tax related. Um, yeah, it's tax deductible. That reference was tax deductible because <laughs> you were able to deduce that it was to do yeah. with tax. Uh, yeah. Today we're discussing the two three hundred films. Uh, so obviously mm. you've got 300 which came out and it's interesting so i always thought this was a 2006 film but it's also a 2007 film and so it premiered in 2006 at the butt Numathon, which is like alamo draft house used to do this 24 hour or 48 hour um movie marathon they'd pre they'd premiere like big films in it sometimes uh and they did that up until last year and then the head of it, what the organizer was one of the victims of the Weinstein effect, and so they don't do that anymore. Ooh. But its official wide release was in 2007. But um, yeah, like depending on where you look, it refers to it as a 2006 or 2007 film. Um, I did but- notice that because I, I thought it was a 2007 film, and then obviously watching this said 2006, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. But if you look at like the 300 graphic novel Wikipedia page, it says it was adapted into a 2006, 2007 film. <laughs> two different films. Mm. I mean, one different film, but two different release dates. How quaint. Yeah. And that was directed by Zack Snyder. Yay. And uh, does one of you guys want to <laughs> tell us what that's about? Nadeshda, what's 300 about? What can you explain? Oh, why don't I give myself the second film? All right. You go, you go the first one. I'll take the, I'll do the second one, which is a lot harder to explain. Uh, so, full warning, I did. I killed quite a lot of brain cells last night. I did watch this on Friday, mm. so... The, did, uh, you watch, let me... did you kill 300 of them? <laughs> well, I watched them back to back, so 600 of them. 
That's awesome. Because oh, we, we forgot to mention, you, of course, had your, your goodbye party last night. So yeah. you graciously accepted to come on the show despite being horribly hungover. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, a power raid next to me right now to get through. That's nice. amazing. That That's cool because despite the fact that we have done the hangover trilogy, this might be the first time we've had a genuinely hungover <laughs> person on the show. Mm. Love it. <laughs> Uh, so the first 300 movie is about. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be able to get the names. Don't don't give me a hint. Oh, who cares? Like the names the first are dumb one's anyway. like <laughs> Leonidas. Leonidas and his queen Gorgamesh. Nope. Go 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 yeah. dancer. <laughs> Gargamel. <laughs> <laughs> um, something starting with a G. Uh, yeah. They go up against the. So he's he's. Part of the, an army? He has an army? No, something. He has an army. Sparta. He's part of Sparta. He's, he represents yeah. Sparta. He represents Sparta, and he goes up against uh, the Persians, who mm-hmm. are depicted quite interestingly in this movie. Um, one of which is a what do they call him? A, a, a god man? No. Nope. God king. God king. Oh, I'm so bad at this. Mm. <laughs> a god king. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, about halfway there. Um, mm. And against the against the wishes of his people, he goes up against the Persians. That's basically mm. kind of a storyline, isn't it? It feels like there's, the plot's kind of lacking in these movies. Of <laughs> yeah, I'll fill in a couple blanks. Um, so the God King's name is Xerxes, and he basically fancies himself like entitled to rule over um, what the Mediterranean, I guess. Um, and the kind of the conceit of the story is that. They only they have an army of only three hundred Spartans that go and defy an army of ten thousand or whatever. So that's kind of why it's called three hundred. And the 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 hook of the story is that it's a a classic David and Goliath tale. Yeah, a true underdog story. Yeah, you did that a lot um, better than I did. <laughs> that's okay. I've been doing this for three years now, <laughs> nearly. So this was followed seven or eight years later by 300 Rise of an Empire in 2014. Uh, this time directed by Noel Murrow. Mm. Uh, and what... Get on him. <laughs> uh, what's this one about, AJ? All right. So th- essentially, this is 300, but on the water. I think that was the pitch. <laughs> it's It's basically like, hey, what if we do 300 again, but this time instead of setting it in like... I don't know, a mountainside as the first one is. I'm very un are you guys real unclear about like the spatial awareness of <laughs> these movies? Yeah. Like where are they and how far away are, are is everyone from each other? That's my <laughs> that's my number one question in this movie. But um yeah, so instead of setting it in like the the mountainside of the wilderness, this one is mostly set on the ocean and it's kind of about like battles between ships as opposed to swords and stuff there's still swords and stuff in it but it the other one didn't have any ocean battles in it so that's the main thing um it takes place at first a prequel and then alongside the first film a midquel um, or interquel yeah, if you will yeah yeah um and it's basically about uh the so xerxes dad had like this hand of the king who's this woman played by eva green and so she is represented in this movie as kind of being the one who pulls the strings that is Xerxes. And so the so if the first one was about the Spartans, this one's about the Athenians. And the Athenians go to battle 
Eva Green basically on the ocean as opposed to and let, letting the Spartans go after Xerxes himself um and yeah it's that's a, that I feel like that's a good yeah, summation no, no that's yeah. good very very nice yeah. thank you um so did either of you guys do classics in high school no no <laughs> I did uh I did it in year 12 I think so oh. second to last year of high school um but then halfway through the year my teacher got hit by a car and died and oh, so oh. after that it was like uh this is kind of a bummer class now so oh, I can um, imagine <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I kind of dropped, and at the same time, my parents were going to move to Australia, and I was going to drop out of school, and that didn't end up happening. But I, I when I think of classics, I think of the class that I stopped giving a shit about, like a quarter or maybe halfway into the year, um, and wasn't really that interested. I remember the Odyssey, and that's about it. Because this is like classics kind of stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I fuck, I could not care less about this, eh? <laughs> like fair enough 300 was one of those movies that never really interested me growing up and then and also doing the research for it now like the looking into all the like oh it's kind of based on a true story but it's it's you know a historical fiction i believe is the correct mm-hmm. genre um it's just like just does not interest me in the slightest and i'm sorry if you were looking coming to this podcast for like you know wanting to learn about you know leonidas and <laughs> who okay. he really well, was and all the shit yeah yeah i think what's interesting richard is that i so that when this movie came out i remember my brother saw it like three times at the cinema and all my a bunch of my friends saw it and i was i was the same as you i was like eh, i don't really give a crap about this kind of stuff like classical like you know greek legends and stuff and then i think in 2008 was when I first saw it. I think I first saw it on DVD and I was 15 and I was like, this is awesome. I love this movie. This is badass. It's so awesome. It's so cool. Um, and I held that opinion for, for a wee while. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch it all the time or anything, but I watched it a few times. And then I remember my, my, maybe my last year of high school, one of my friends was like, oh yeah, I watched that movie 300 the other day. I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, man, that's bad. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, it's like the worst movie ever. And I was like, no, it isn't. It's a great movie. But that that kind of stuck with me. And I think maybe I saw it again or I maybe because Zack Snyder kind of like took a nosedive not too long after this one in terms of the quality of his films. But like I slowly, I, I've come to realize that the first, I hadn't seen the second 300 until we did this, but mm. the first 300 for me is kind of a a very good um it's a very good example of what you mean when you say this is a movie that's real cool when you're 15 yeah i (laughs) I think that's that's what it is yeah at least for for dudes i don't know about you nadesh yeah i'd never seen either either of them before but nadesh what was your like um experience with these films did you come across them at all before so i like i remember them coming out originally and yeah, same same sort of thing, 15, or maybe a little bit older, and everyone thought it was super cool, like something new, original. Um, I think it was just the This Is Sparta moment, to be honest. I think like you just have to yeah, watch yeah, that yeah. one moment, and that's enough to think the whole movie's cool. But it's actually, going back and watching it um, now, it's, it's, it's painful. It's a painfully bad movie. <laughs> 
Like, and I watched. Yeah, 300. I'm going to have to agree with you there. <laughs> I watched the sequel directly after, and it was about one in the morning on Friday, and yeah, it was, mm. it was not a good evening for me. Yeah, I don't know if I would jump right into the painfully bad bandwagon. The first one's definitely the superior film, but at the same time, I wasn't like Ugh, watching any of them. The, the, they're both they're both longer than they need to be, and I think that was mainly where my like impatience came in. But like, I was sort of just I don't know. Watching it again this time, I, there were parts that I liked. As you say, the, the this is Sparta moment, which is kind of the the highlight luke i am your father of the the movie you know the the part you everyone remembers is when the persian messenger first comes to sparta to try and convince them to surrender to xerxes and they refuse and the persian messenger says this is blasphemy this is madness and leonidas goes madness this is sparta and like kicks him into a pit and it's it is it is pretty cool like i think if you just saw that scene you'd be like Oh, cool. That's a, that's a, well, that's like, you know, designed to make your endorphins go up. Do endorphins go up or do they come into existence? What do endorphins do? They, they um, get depleted, right? They drain. Like they go into your system. Well, what's the opposite of draining? <laughs> well, when, when that scene happens, you just don't have them depleted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they your life is it. just a constant depletion of endorphins <laughs> mm. and then there's ever so often you get a plateau and that's when you feel good. Interesting. That's why babies are always so happy. Ah, okay. <laughs> and old people are so miserable. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know. I I feel distinctly neutral about the three hundred films, which it makes them kind of hard to talk about for this podcast yeah because what we've learned is you either got to go hot or cold with these movies you know you either got to really love them or really hate them and that's where the best content comes from so welcome to another 45 minutes of us <laughs> trying to talk about movies we don't really care about yeah it's gonna be good i mean i i yeah. do i would say i somewhat hate the first one if you need if you need some balance okay but then, to, to be fair, I do have a personal... I have a vendetta against Zack Snyder. He's oh, right. as, about that. It, so, well, so it's personal, so is that, does this go both ways? <laughs> oh, no. No, it's a, it's a one-way vendetta. So, I just... Oh. I Yeah, he's just one of my least favourite directors of all time. He's like a constant disappointment. And every time he bring out, brings out a new film, I, just, I want to like it because it looks like comic book-esque, you know, gaming nerd, mm. kind of like my kind of film, and every time it's garbage. And I'll, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to say this because I know this is one of your films, but I hate Watchmen. <laughs> I really hate that movie. <laughs> Watchmen, I would say, is my favourite Zack Snyder film. Um, I would go as far to say it's his only good film, um, but... He also directed the Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah, I which is that. actually a real cool movie. <laughs> so I would say either Dawn of the Dead or Watchmen. I again, I haven't seen Watchmen. And it's probably since maybe since like I was like twenty, and I'm twenty five now. And that's in. The, I was talking to a friend about how how I considered Three Hundred to be like the the ultimate. This is cool when I'm fifteen movie. And he was like, well, maybe Watchmen's that as well. And I think Watchmen gets a bit of a pass or a bit of an upgrade because the story of Watchmen, because of the graphic novel it's based on, is inherently more mature and important and about bigger things than 300, which is unashamed, unashamedly just a blood and guts like fight action movie. Like Watchmen's got 
the the source material of Watchmen's got nuance to it, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I I really like Watchmen, but again, I haven't seen it in a few years. I remember I'm one of those people who, whenever it gets brought up on Reddit, I don't necessarily comment, but I agree with the comments that talk about how the ending of Watchmen in the movie is better than it is in the graphic novel. Um, which it annoys me because that shouldn't that the the ending of the graphic novel should just be what it is in the movie as well. Um, I won't spoil it, I guess, if you haven't seen it. But Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop talking about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Nadeshda, have you? do you like any of his films that, you know, that, you, that you're still hoping for to achieve? Or is it just the fact that he always has amazing trailers that you always get your hopes up? Yeah, I think, well, I think he's, because he's such a style over substance director. Like, everything yeah, he makes looks sure, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Sucker Punch is probably the biggest example. Like, that movie, if you mm. had it on mute, looks incredible. But the actual content yeah. is unbearably bad. Like, uh, it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. But, and even the, um, so I actually really loved the opening of that movie where they had the Sweet Dreams Are Made of These cover um, mm-hmm. and that eerie kind of female's uh, yeah. voice and she's running away from her dad. And so that gave me hope that maybe he was going to turn yeah. it around and bring a good film and that was just like a- appalling. And um, Sucker Punch was so promising. <laughs> it's it's it such so a much promising potential. movie. I think that's why. Yeah, like, totally. I think that's why it's like, it's always such a big disappointment because they always look like they could be great and then they're just yeah. not. Mm. Well, I think because the style over substance thing, like he always has amazing. Like, I remember the Man of Steel trailer being like beautiful, and then I think because when trailers are just showing off the style. And then that's why they always work so well. But in fact, uh, 300 is one of three uh, fresh rated films on Rotten Tomatoes directed by Zack Snyder. The other two are Dawn of the Dead and Watchmen. And um, so what do, you, what do you guys reckon 300 has on Rotten Tomatoes? 300. <laughs> so we know it's at least above 60. Oh, okay. You go, Nadeshda. I've guessed this too many times. <laughs> I would, I no. like, again, being critical, I would say it's like 63. It couldn't be much above 60, AJ? surely. I'm going to just guess straight up 60. Yeah, it's 60. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's accurate for me. Like, it's good enough. But yeah. Not- I think it's it's kind of a perfect sixty percent film. It's like yeah. yeah, I didn't really I didn't really like it, but it's like it's the bare minimum you need to classify as like a, a alright film. Yeah. There's an yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember when it came out, critics were referring to it as the Xbox movie, because it looked like an Xbox game. Mm. And how at the time that was like, Oh, cool. What a cool style. And now if I see a film that you would describe as an Xbox movie, I'd be like, boy, someone's been studying too much uh, 300. <laughs> someone's, someone's been watching Sin City a few too many times. You know, like this was the, f- I want to say, well, when Sin City came out before 300, didn't it? Yes. Sin City was like 2004. Yeah. Right. Because this feels like, like people get surprised, like non-filmy people get surprised when you tell them that Sin City and 300 weren't the same creative team. Yeah, like Sin City was Tales of Five, sorry. Yeah, so the to me, um, it was something that was very cool in 2007. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But then you like <laughs> the spirit. 
Yeah, yeah, I like the spirit. Have you seen the spirit, Nadishta? You liked the spirit? No, I didn't. It's so I didn't didn't see what's wrong with that movie. I've got it on DVD, I think. Let me check. Yeah, you Uh, do, because it used to be on the wall of our house when AJ had this amazing idea to, like, put pins up on the wall and then hang the, like, actual DVD disc on those. But he, like, didn't, like... He didn't like rule lines or anything like that, so <laughs> they were just kind of like slanted and yeah. I don't have the DVD of the Spirit, but I do have the DVD of Watchmen, and it's the collector's two disc edition with um like special features, and and I also have the Tales of the Black Freighter anime uh, that came along with it. So. Wow, what a true fan! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was when I when I first I I would have bought that when I was. 15 or 16 i think yeah um so did you guys both prefer the first one or how how's your allegiances lie um well there were parts of the second one i actually preferred see i don't like the style of the first one it looks like he's you know on instagram you've got all those like filters it looks like he's turned (laughs) on the sepia and then just like scrolled yeah. up on the like shadows down, contrast up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's a really saturated brown. Um, so I actually preferred the look of the second one. I love the idea that someone would watch the three hundred and, and assume it's it's a it's a boshed job <laughs> color grade, like it's not intentional. <laughs> they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So I, I can't. I uh, I don't know. They're pretty on par for me. Like. It didn't feel like one was significantly um, worse than the other, but it is funny how... So there's not really any nudity in the first one. There's maybe a little bit, but then like within the first... It's, it's like in the background. Yeah, and, or it's, it's very stylized. And within the first few seconds of the second one, they like just take... They, they There's some naked woman with her breasts out. And then they just like pick her up and like jiggle her around and take her away. And it's like, <laughs> so this is a different 300 movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, yeah how can we fit nudity into the first 30 seconds of this movie even like yeah like, but okay why is her top down <laughs> Did it just, like, yeah, she's just a peasant. <laughs> but i'm not gonna say the first one is completely um free of like male gaze sexuality though because oh, yeah. i think Zack snyder was kind of like captaining that ship yeah but there's plenty <laughs> for, there's for plenty of eye candy for the ladies in the first one that's true am i right that, think of all the the, the rippling abs there's even that no the scene in um when him and his queen gorgamesh have um sex and just before he's standing in front of a moon and the moonlight's like bouncing off his butt and i was like oh yeah that's yeah, the yeah. one for the ladies that's the scene for like that's... the background you know background on your phone yeah what well, really <laughs> Imagine (laughs) having the gall to have a naked person as the background of your phone. That'd be amazing. Um, We didn't say before as well, but one interesting thing related to the nudity, I guess, is that so Gerard Butler plays Leonidas in the first one and his queen is played by um, Lena Headey from Game of Thrones who has, in Game of Thrones, gone so far to avoid doing a nude scene that they actually had to superimpose her head onto a naked body for one episode because... She didn't want to appear nude in it, so they got someone's nude body and put it like digitally put her head on that body. Um, and in this, she just—I <laughs> mean, it could be the same thing, but it looks—they <laughs> look pretty connected. Yeah, this I mean, time. What, what's 
because of how stylized this film is, especially the way it was shot, it was pretty famously shot like ninety nine percent in front of a green screen. Mm. Um, so you know, you know, they're not above body doubles and shit like that. I think that's true. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, talking about like sexuality in this film as well. I was reading about. Um, so you've got the god king Xerxes, who mm-hmm. in the second film, because he's like bald and has you know all these nipple um nipple piercings and shit um but in the second film you see him before all that and i was like oh shit it's paulo from lost and then i looked it up and i was like oh no wait it's the um it's the hot guy from love actually and then i realized for the first time ever that the hot guy from love actually is paulo from lost and they're both xerxes from 300 yeah so (laughs) The thing is, right, as a 15-year-old who really liked 300 and a 15-year-old who really liked Lost, this I, f- I found that out, like, you know, relatively early. And I was just like, how are they the same guy? Like, I thought Xerxes was, like, African-American. Like, you know, like, mm. he's, very, he's very dark in the film, and I guess it's bronzer. And just learning that he's played by the one of the worst characters in Lost. <laughs> so I was like, what is going on here? And for years, I was, I, I was convinced it must have been, like, an editing foible on IMDb or something. Like, I was like, it can't be him. Mm. They look nothing alike. And then in this one when you see Xerxes before the the rise and he like runs towards his father who's about to get killed I was like huh that looks like (laughs) from Lost (laughs) and then I was like oh wait and then it turned out to be him so it's interesting that they shatter the the illusion set up in the first one by him looking like because obviously the Dark Knight's a better movie but they did a similar thing with Heath Ledger and the Joker right that the Joker in the Dark Knight doesn't look like Heath Ledger, so you have this. It's almost like the character was invented, like out of thin air for the for that movie, and it kind of feels like that with Xerxes in the first one. That like the actor who's playing him doesn't look like him, so this is it's kind of imposing in a way, I guess. Right. Yeah. But do you think they did that intentionally because he's so effeminate in the first one, and I wonder if people mm. like Persian or Iranian? It's the old Iran, isn't it? Persia. There is actually a section on the Wikipedia page that I didn't, like, note anything down about how um, the Persians were offended about how effeminate they were portrayed. Yeah, but that's maybe why they showed that scene in the second one to kind of, I don't know, justify his appearance Mm. in the the first one. Yeah, but um, apparently a lot of people interpreted uh, Xerxes as being uh, homosexual um mm-hmm. and to that zach snyder, zach snyder said what's more scary to a 20 year old boy than a giant god king who wants to have his way with you <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i kind of get it like whatever oh, yeah. but it, it, it's, it it's exemplifies like... the um the demographic for this film though yeah absolutely like it's it's, yeah. it's for people who are scared of of the gays hmm. which is funny because in it um in 300 which is of a distinctly 2006 slash seven movie um <laughs> there's a very venomous throwaway throwaway line that leonidas the hero of the story says where he refers to the persians as boy lovers you know because which you is, can still be acceptably homophobic in 2006 <laughs> which is echoed in um in the in the second one as well uh, and anyone who did classics in year 12 will know why that's funny because the spartans were very gay um <laughs> in real in real life basically all mediterranean um like factions were 
try i i learned the aj bringing out his year 12 classics qualifications on the podcast basically what i learned was that they were trained to love men and their their brothers from a early age so that in battle they would feel more compelled to protect each other yeah and uh, like, i remember sweet. reading that like mm. yeah and, and a lot of those ancient cultures and stuff like that they would sleep with little boys and stuff like that but then um, there was like some, there's like ancient graffiti that translates to like AJ eats pussy because <laughs> that was such an insult at the time that it's like AJ eats pussy. Yeah, that it's like oh AJ was such a woman he cares about a girl's pleasure. Well, yeah, you know, truth like, is truth though, you know, right? Like, <laughs> look, I ain't gonna deny it. You hear me? You feel me? Uh, and yeah, ladies here single um anyway uh so yeah, this like you can't be held down dude <laughs> got too much pussy to <laughs> do you guys remember mayor rob ford of Tor- i think it was toronto yeah no um it's a bit <laughs> basically he was like this giant fat oh, disgusting yeah uh, Mia, who like w- did crack cocaine and stuff like that. He died a couple of years ago. But it's like, he, he basically looked like Chris Farley. Chris Farley would have done amazing impressions of him if he was still alive. But, um, right. So this guy, he, <laughs> he was married and he got accused of having these extramarital affairs. And when asked about it, like in a press conference or whatever, um, they were like, oh, oh, he said, oh, the allegations said that I wanted to eat her pussy. And why would I say that when I've got more than enough to eat at home? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this is More the most fat disgusting sweaty man you've ever seen and also a politician and probably shouldn't yeah. be talking like that yeah but hey that's politics baby mm. and if there's one thing the 300 movies nail it's politics mm. yeah that wasn't leading anywhere just okay. felt like a good segue back in well one thing that they do nail is being an adaptation of a graphic novel <laughs> so do they nail that well i, I wonder if frank miller would agree with that <laughs> <laughs> so the first uh, 300 is based on a graphic novel of the same name from 1998 uh by frank miller whereas uh 300 rise of an empire is based on the series xerxes by frank miller which came out in april 2018 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that's right so it was unpublished i remember reading that or at least when i was into 300 i remember looking into sequels and stuff that were coming out and xerxes was one of them and it, the mm. the movie obviously came out before the series the the series it's yeah. based on but like because the credits say like based on xerxes by frank miller but then it didn't come out for another four years mm. yeah but apparently miller was there's a, a 1962 movie called the 300 spartans yeah because it's a real um, which, thing or allegedly real yeah. i guess that happened that 300 spartans like that three hundred spa, they'll be talking when when in in three hundred when <laughs> when um the, that guy is like because the whole the whole goal of the Spartans in three hundred is that they'll be remembered like that's very classicy I remember as well as that that was the goal was to be remembered even if you die they wanted a beautiful death so that they'll be remembered and yeah they they talk about in the first one the guy loses an eye i think talks about how they'll remember the 300 spartans who stood up against an army and it's like do you think when they said that people would remember them do you think they were hoping that 
people would one day be doing a podcast about two shitty movies based off their, <laughs> their like, sacrifice. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Mm. <laughs> we may never know. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know about you, but I think it's time for a bit of um, just randomly placed random trivia. Oh, yes. So, <clears throat> got a couple for you this week. Um. So, one is that this is our second film franchise with a bald villain who has metal in his head and talks like this. <laughs> After Hellraiser, of course. Yep, Hellraiser, yep. Um, and this is possibly one of my favourite pieces of um, up-top random trivia I've ever done. Um, so, AJ, how did we... I want you to explain, how did we choose to do 300 as a franchise? What, like through the roulette? Yeah, so it was completely random, right? I chose yeah. a random number, and then you were the one looking at the list and chose yeah. 300. But do you know what? I found out this week, I made a list of every single film we've ever covered on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And did you know that 300, Rise of an Empire, is the 300th movie we've watched for this podcast? Wow. that's really that insane? That's really cool. That's yeah. the best thing that's happened on this podcast about 300 <laughs> so far. So yeah, that's a huge milestone for us and also incredibly fitting. Mm. And, <sighs> and completely unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's crazy as well because this is one of those two film franchises where a lot of people don't even know the second one exists because it came out so detached from the first one and so you know there was a there's a universe where we didn't know it existed and didn't add it to the list you know so Mm -hmm. the stars really aligned here you know Mm. what i mean i only really knew about it because the um the nude scene from the second one was posted to reddit so many times in 2014 (laughs) should we talk about that yeah let's talk about that (laughs) all right nadesh so do you want to set the scene up for us What are you talking about the the first one? No, the second scene, the the, the sex big, scene. the big, the climax of the film, if you will. Oh, the, <laughs> um. So, what, what's what's her character's name? What's that bird's name? Something. Um. Let's look it up. You you go and I'll find it and I'll chime the, in. The um find it. the uh, it's Artismia. Artismia, and he's the Theonidas. Is that right? Uh, Themistocles. He's not <laughs> Themistocles. I remember that because I remember it. I'll remember it as the mist and then Hercules. <laughs> yeah, Th- Themistocles and Artemisia. Artemisia. Artem- Artemisia. Yeah. Uh, so, the Themistocles. So, uh, Artemisia, who is the um, corporal? I don't know what you'd call the navy. The navy officer, the head of the the Persian army on water. Um, I think they just call mm. that the Navy. The head of the Persian Navy um, <laughs> <laughs> is um, impressed by the Mist Hercules, the Mysticles, um, uh, like his plight, like his um, his fighting style. And so she invites yeah. him onto one of her ships and seduces him. And um, yeah, it's it's intense. And then mid <laughs> mid coitus, um, she asks him to to join her, and he says no. So she she gets off him. <laughs> she pushes him to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, we've all been there, you know. We've yeah. all been in the throes of passion, and then asked your partner to 
to join you in your conquest to take over the world and they say no and you're like well that's what this whole thing was about (laughs) yeah if i had a nickel is that the ancient greek version of like um feeling like you're entitled to to girls if you're nice to them it's like feeling like you're entitled to their their allegiance to conquering (laughs) conquering greece yeah (laughs) so what do you guys think of the scene (laughs) because <laughs> aj what about for like for you for someone who's in the midst of no nut november yeah how did you <laughs> find that that's not been established in canon yet but sure um i don't care i'm confident in my ability no. to not nut <laughs> yeah um sorry nadeshta i didn't know how personal this was gonna get when i invited you on um no, I, I, I don't know. It didn't really affect me, to be honest. I can, I can see that it's a very, it's, it's as, I, as I said, it's this was like the, it's, it's as if like the male gaze in film knew that like the Me Too movement was coming in a couple of years, so that it, it just ramped up and tried to get, <laughs> get as much in there across the line. So in 2014, I think we were at somewhat of a peak of that, and so. It's filmed, yeah, it's, I, I guess I just don't, I was struck with like, I don't think this would happen in real life. This is, this is very flimsy cardboard character, characterization that like. The- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, of course, the, the powerful woman character um, would would be tempted by the is she even tempted by him or is she doing it on her own no it's a power move yeah i don't know i don't it's very intense and you posted it on instagram this morning as the the <laughs> the picture that we post for each movie we watch and i told you to delete it because it was getting flooded with comments about <laughs> how it was too far and i was like why did you do that because <laughs> it was funny and so I replaced it with <laughs> okay. something um, else, which you can check out. And if you can't be bothered, I blurred the image and put a big red letter saying censored by AJ over the top of it. Yeah. Um, I got to look out for my other brothers in No Nut November, you know. They'll just be <laughs> scrolling through Instagram and come across that and they'll be like, ah. Oh. So. <laughs> That's it. There's but ah. Oh. Yeah. Um, any any other um, comments you want to add on the scene? <laughs> Um, well, it, I mean, it was a choice, though. Like, what a choice to make that they could have just had that scene happen and then be the post, entire film. <laughs> and then, like, post post sex, her say, "Join me," but like to choose to have it literally as she's like mounted him is such a choice. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I kind of get it though. Like, yeah, I think they made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it does it does I guess add an extra layer of like action to the scene. Yeah. You know, these are action movies, and it's a very action-packed sex scene. Oh, it's the best fight scene in the film. <laughs> <laughs> in the whole series. 
Imagine if it was filmed and like edited like the slow motion ramped yeah, up speed oh my God. from the from the fight scenes. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to it. see a cut of three hundred Rise of the Empire with like just at full speed the entire time because it'd be like 10 minutes long <laughs> i think they actually use that um speed ramping in the beginning like she kisses him and they do oh. a they do like a slow into quick thing right at the, the yeah. beginning of that scene yeah when he like slams her over the table and um <laughs> you know you know you guys know what i'm talking about look we all know <laughs> Yeah, what do you guys think of the speed ramping? I mean, maybe it's a little bit overused in these films. Yeah, There's... I think it's it's interesting that it's like, as much shit as Zack Snyder gets, I think he used it pretty well in the first film. And then the seeing someone eight years later, seven or eight years later, try to imitate that, that style, it is interesting how like misunderstanding how to use it yeah that it's, it doesn't yeah. need to be every shot you've got to have like the glory shots and also like how in 300 rise of an empire it takes place in a time period where everyone is just arteries inside <laughs> yeah, yeah people <laughs> explode with blood yeah. I, initially one of the things that i think we'll talk about later um is that Nadeshta, you have the distinction of joining us on two separate podcasts, which are both two film franchises, where the second one came out relative, like way too long after the first, and was kind of uninvited, like <laughs> you know. And so, watching the the second three hundred movie, I the whole time I was just struck with like, why did they make this film? What yeah. was the point? And one of the things I I thought was maybe. Um, we were at some kind of height of, of 3D in film. And do you know, yeah. was Rise of an Empire yeah. 3D? Yeah, it was. It had to I think been. that's what it was. I think that must have been what it was, is that they were like, oh, okay, we need to make a new 3D film. And then they were like, well, 300 was a cool film, but it kind of came out just before the 3D renaissance. So what if we um, make another 300 film just so that we can make it 3D? Because you know what I mean? Like someone mm. was like, 300 would be such so cool in 3D. And then that... Oh yeah, Mate, that's my theory anyway. Absolutely. And then someone there's... saw Eva Green and they were like, "Should be good in 3D." Yeah. <laughs> so I like started to cough as I said Just, that. It sounds like I'm bursting out of tears. It's, no, it sounded more like you're overcome with like carnal desire. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think you're right. The um, there's scenes that are so of like a lot of you know spears coming in front of the screen and the blood splatter. Mm. Did you notice that the blood splatter yeah. actually goes on the lens, like things like that. I'm like, yeah. it, they must have just made it because. Because 3D was a big thing. Yeah, I hate blood splatter on the lens, eh? Like, it's, it's such a annoying trope. It's well, again, I th- feel like you don't see it that much anymore. Yeah, because it's stupid. Yeah, but 300 Rise of an Empire is kind of like... Stupid. It's 300 Rise of an Empire is very close to being Steve Buscemi's How Do You Do, Fellow Kids. Like, it's come in learning from what was cool nearly 10 years previous and come in and been like, look, we're still doing the same thing. And it's just like that, like this movie couldn't have had more of a um, timid reaction when it came out. Like, I don't know anyone who saw this movie. And the fact that people are surprised to learn it exists these days speaks to that as well, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean... I'm kind of done talking about them, so you guys want to move on. Well, one thing, I did have a couple other things I wanted to, to talk about. Oh, okay, cool, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, is that good? Yeah, Is no, that okay, fine. guys? I'd love Can to, I... I'm, I am nowhere near finished talking about these films. <laughs> um, if we're going to talk about them critically, you know, we've sort of talked about why they're dumb, but one thing I thought was that 
by revealing a sympathetic side to Xerxes, you kind of ruin the character. Because not maybe not a sympathetic side, but but in the sequel they show how he became to how he came to be, and they show um, that I don't know. To me, I was like, well, kind of what was scary about Xerxes is that you didn't know what was going on. You know, he was he was a mystery somewhat, and believed himself to be king. And I also thought it was a bummer to see events happening after the events of three hundred because. I in my head I was like yeah it's cool that so at the end of the first 300 movie um Leonidas before he's killed he throws a spear and it just just grazes across Xerxes cheek which doesn't kill him but proves that he can bleed and to me I was like cool so while he didn't kill him he proved that a god can bleed therefore he's not a god therefore his um he will become he will be less respected by those around him and he'll eventually fall out of of honor right because he was proven that he's not a god that was what i assumed the like the closure of the first film is and then in the second film he's still in command of his army and he's still doing well and he doesn't die at the end of the second film either so i don't know it was so a maybe kind of, he's still around yeah <laughs> but do, do you agree like it kind of takes away the the allure of him as a character from the first film. Yeah, although I probably found um, Artismia, Artismia and Xerxes more interesting than I found Leonidas. Okay. I just think Wait. the Spartans are dicks. I don't really sympathize with them. Right. Like, oh, this guy's like, I'm a messenger. Here's a message. And he's like, fuck you. I'm going to kick you into this pit. <laughs> and then I was like, that's not very nice. Like, he's just a messenger. And he says, oh, surely you wouldn't kill a messenger. And he's like, this is Sparta. And that's the t- same tone and accent he does it with as well. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is Sparta, man. Gotta- <laughs> Madness? No, this is Sparta. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I didn't really sympathize with him at all. Mm. I was just like, you guys are kind of dicks. Well, you know, how much of a dick can you be if you're also trying to like free a nation from from a dictator (laughs) man would you rather be the dick or the dictator that's the question you've given me a lot to think about i'd rather be the dictator yeah obviously well one thing that i want to know and it's been bugging me since the start of the podcast so nadeshta what um what how was your night last night what were you what were you drinking (laughs) oh um every i had beer aperol spritz shots of whiskey um vodka sodas it's just like if it was behind the bar I my had goodness it. yeah that's <laughs> why so i'm a bit dead weight <laughs> well most did of you do you have a fun time i had a great night if any of my friends listen to this like thanks guys also they sh- you guys should be listening Aww. to this they better be listening to this it, i like how you're, you're you're trying to convince them to listen to it as in the <laughs> 40 minutes into the podcast <laughs> hey michael fassbender's in the first one michael yeah it's the first movie the first one <laughs> I was shocked when I saw him, and he almost doesn't look like Michael Fassbender for a little bit. He looks like he could be like yep. Michael Fassbender esque, but no, that's legit Michael yep. Fassbender. I I saw him. He, he screamed some some form of like loyalty yeah. cry at Leonidas at the, towards the beginning of the film, and in my head I was like, <laughs> that looks like Michael Fassbender. And then it was, and I looked it up, and it was. And then in the second film, when um, Artismia <laughs> is like getting real angry at um, one of the the 
one of the, the like prisoners they've caught and brung to and she decapitates him one of her like bodyguards in the background looks exactly like oscar isaac and i was like oh it's oscar isaac and so i was like i was going to do this big spiel about how uh, oscar isaac is the michael fassbender of the 300 sequel but it wasn't oscar isaac <laughs> yeah but you messaged me and were like dude oscar isaac's in 300 rise of an empire and he was in it for like 30 seconds he didn't say anything and he hasn't been back since yeah and i was like it maybe it's not oscar him. isaac and you're like no and i see <laughs> screenshots <laughs> yeah and it looked like him and it's not him it looks like him out of ex machina yeah well, he's like got a he, shaved head in the beard yeah but it's not him his aj look yeah that's how i look right now for those that can't see me <laughs> which is everyone in the world except me and nadeshta <laughs> but that's just how i'd have it that's just how i want it you know Speaking those of- are the only, these are the only pairs of eyes you want on you <laughs> yeah um speaking of casting so like i think it was late and i'm not sure if this is just me but in the second film um the mist hercules the mysticles has an australian accent <laughs> right like the full way through the movie he's got an australian yeah. accent well because well, you wouldn't have them speaking ancient greek because like gerard butler has a scottish accent so just- well a little bit but so sullivan stapleton who plays the mysticles is australian yeah. and gerard butler is obviously scottish but yeah i think that the accents do peek through a little bit yeah, yeah it's it's not a creative decision in the it's that they're not very good actors right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what who even is that dude what else is it because it's weird to cast him in like a big sequel when he's like i don't i didn't recognize him from anything else yeah and i don't think you're going to mate he was no, a no. neighbors Ah, oh, well there you go he's yeah. in neighbors but uh, yeah, Joel Edgerton apparently was looked at for the lead role, but another yeah. Australian actor there. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, like even in the Thus is Sparta, the, um, <laughs> the, um, the Scottish accent does come through a little bit because to do a Scottish accent, you have to be yelling. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of This is Sparta, uh, do you guys remember a YouTube video called This is Sparta, another techno remix? uh you showed it to me earlier today but no no nadesh did you know about this no so back in the day when i had an mp3 player instead of just not listening to music like i do now um (laughs) (laughs) this is sparta the techno remix was on that mp3 player and i listened to that all the time and it's so funny like it's the if you haven't seen it it's it's basically it's the scene plays out the, 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 this is blasphemy this is madness but when he goes this is sparta he goes this is sparta and like bursts into this like techno jam that's like remixed the this is sparta line it's like and it's just this is sparta remixed at different tempos and speeds and it's and the music video for it was like a bunch of very 2006 famous gifs at the time um with leonidas's head superimposed over the characters in it doing like dances and and things like that uh, and that was probably the biggest lasting impact that um 300 had on me i think at the time <laughs> that was a real good story dude thanks man <laughs> so do you do you guys want to move on to continue the franchise or do you want to know how to get the spartan bod i'm gonna let nadesh to choose <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to hear about how to get the spartan bod Okay, so I wrote down the Spartan workout. Is this, sorry, okay, so this isn't how to get a, a boyfriend who is 
got the Spartan bod. <laughs> it's how to achieve it yourself. It's not yeah. how to get a Spartan bod yeah. to sleep next to you at night. <laughs> yeah. It's how to be the Spartan bod. Yeah, but I mean, you know, maybe Nadeshta isn't, you know, wanting just to know because, you know, she values her own worth by yeah. getting a man. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe she wants to get this rippling abs for yeah. herself. Yeah, Nadeshta, I'll take this one. Um, Nadeshta's a strong female <laughs> character and she doesn't need a man to validate her nor speak for her, okay? Okay. All right. So, well said. Quiet, Nadeshta. I'm doing this, don't worry. <laughs> Um, so the workout is uh, pull-ups 25 reps a barbell deadlift with 135 pounds 50 reps push-ups 50 reps 24 inch box jumps 50 reps floor wipers 50 reps single arm clean and press with 36 pounds kettlebell 50 reps and 25 reps of pull-ups so you do that once and you get a spartan bot (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it's a pity I don't understand what any of that means. Yeah. Presumably you've got to eat a lot of grapes and apples at the same time as well. Yeah. So this brings us to a point we've reached many, many times on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Time to continue the franchise. Here now, we go. So Snyder told Collider that more sequels could go to other topics like um, Ancient Greece the American Revolutionary War, or a battle in China. Yeah, those are. I was wondering about if, if like, there's a opportunity for the 300 series to go to other vaguely mythical battles. Um, because the one thing I will say, despite the fact that they came out so far from each other, 300 with with 302 being a thing that exists it does feel like we're in the middle of a trilogy that doesn't need to be made but i don't know it feels like there's loose threads enough to warrant doing like a, a third perspective of of the same battle maybe yeah but i think the the next thing that happened in this battle is that i mean i could be correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's that the um the greeks turned on themselves and it was like a like it was the Athen uh, Athenians versus the Spartans, and then the Persians that, kind of got a one up. Yeah, they got like a one is, up because they were, were everyone else was focused on fighting themselves. Which is that you'll continue for... the franchise? <laughs> the dish <dish-dish. laughs> Um, no, but it can be. But it wouldn't make for a very good movie though, because you've built up really Xerxes to be this like the evil guy. Then you can't have them. Yeah, but. You know. D- p- correct me if I'm wrong, but Persia fell eventually, right? No, it's still around. Persia's <laughs> still around. Yeah, the the prince of it and the sands of time. <laughs> yeah, but that's set in old days. I'm, I'm bloody confused, mate. I think Persia's the old Iran, Iraq. I'm t- this is not. This is probably well, offensive to people. Where did the cats come from? That's a good point. Where did the rugs come? Where from? Where do the cats come from? If not Persia? Yeah, oh and the gosh. rugs. They're always having a sale. <laughs> I don't. I think that would be an interesting movie just to watch um, Athens and Sparta go at each other. Who won that war? Do we know? Yeah. This Still is on to this day. <laughs> I think eventually Athens yeah. and Persia actually teamed up. They kind of like 
decided to get. Oh, it. why? Yeah. Why do they make movies about like doomed, doomed nations and treat it like they won in the end? <laughs> like, like the like Braveheart, the final battle at the end of Braveheart, it ends with like it being like they fought like warrior poets, they fought like Scotsmen. And they died in that battle, the battle that Braveheart ends on. They got beaten. Yeah, but they fought like Scotsmen. What, badly? Yeah. They fought like warrior Spartans. Having, like, it's it's disappointing, I guess, to think that, like, the absurdity of only having 300 soldiers actually ended up being just as ill-advised <laughs> like it was proven to be a bad idea it kind of takes the mystique it would like because you hear that and you go oh that's amazing that 300 spartans defeated like ten thousand. but it's like no nah, they didn't they it, exactly what you thought would happen is what happened <laughs> yeah all right well um there is a couple of parody films as well mm-hmm. you've obviously got meet the spartans which i saw in the cinema and it's pretty bad i do remember one joke that made me fucking crack up though um at the start when it's like the montage of them being trained and so he has to like go into the you know icy wasteland and survive and he's there he's shivering and he's like oh i'm so hungry oh blah 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 and then he sees a subway um sub sitting on the ground and he takes a bite out of it and he goes oh no mayo this is bullshit (laughs) and throws it away and that was oh my god the funniest thing i'd ever seen the um i think meet the spartans was the movie that ended my love affair with spoof movies i think that was the first one i saw where i was like this is legitimately the worst movie i've ever seen and i don't think i watched it like up until then i was watching like epic movie and date movie and scary i I loved those movies when i was a burgeoning teen and then i think meet the spartans was the first one where i was like i'm out this is pretty bad right yeah i think because meet the spartans and disaster movie came out in the same year and disaster movie despite everything we've watched on this podcast is probably the worst movie i've ever seen <laughs> and meet the spartans by comparison is is a, a laugh film filled romp okay well i never saw disaster movie it's fucking it's actually horrendous i think the last one i watched was date movie was did that have, have um that one's good <laughs> it has um what's that what's that chick's name that was just the bachelor uh, bachelor Alison Hannigan. no so sophie oh. sophie monk monk sophie monk it has her in it right yeah yeah that's the last yeah. one i watched of those i can't no i'm too old for that now those days are behind <laughs> me oh she was from bardot that's right yeah do you think if oh, you watch a scary movie like now that it would be good? Is this like the three hundred? Yeah, it's question. so funny. Nadishta, we've actually covered scary movie on this podcast, the scary movie series. Yeah, but and also to- we to- we covered Scream, and I watched um, Scream for the first time, and then I watched Scary Movie, and it's so funny. After like it, it's it's a scene for scene remake of Scream, and it's so funny when you watch it like being familiar with scream because i never was it actually holds up well i think the first one does to answer does the rest of the series hold up the answer is kind of (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if it's a full-on no i still think i i don't know i 
the, I want to say like they get bad after a certain point, but there's not really any. Oh, the fifth one. The fifth Scary one's Movie fucking five's real bad. But that's because yeah. it came out way much like 300 Rise of an Empire and Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. It was like, why are you bringing this out now? You're not capitalizing on a success by bringing yeah. this out now. And the, and the film franchise that they chose to put all their eggs into the basket of was Mama. Mm. It's like a parody of Mama. Yeah. The Which, Jessica Chastain film. That movie was is, was so unimpacting on society, it actually doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> It seeped through the cracks of reality. Um, yeah, so there's also um, the legend of Awesomest Maximus, or um, it's called National Lampoons 301 in some regions, I think in New Zealand. And uh, that came out in 2011. <laughs> Why? Why would you bring that out in 2011? To bridge the gap between the new one and the old yeah. one? Like, it's directly in the no man zone. It's not, like, just before the new one, and it's not, like, just after the first yeah, one. Yeah, well, it's close, It's closer to Rise of an Empire than it is to the original. That's so stupid. Yeah. That makes me mad. <laughs> but so, this, um, this little conversation we're having here isn't the first um, discussion about sequels for 300 rise of an empire because in 2014 after a screening of the film a group of people got into a discussion about the film's ending and whether or not a sequel would take place uh the argument got pretty heated and um moments later two of the guys ran over 23 year old michael emerson with their truck and murdered him for disagreeing with them michael emerson from lost yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, no, same name, but different guy. But isn't that crazy? What a film to get murdered over. Wait, and it was over a continue the franchise conversation? Yes. Specifically that? Yep. About 300, Rise of an Empire. That's peak nerddom, man. That's peak angry nerd argument, too. Yeah, but it's also, you look at the people that did it, and it's peak trashy Texans arguing about their fucking Zack Snyder franchise. Wow. So this one's for you, Michael. Yeah. Devoted to Michael Emerson. Not the one from Lost. Yeah. So who wants to go first for continue the franchise? Well, I'll go first. All right. Um <laughs> So my one's real um real quick. So um I, I didn't really care that much, but I was like, wouldn't this be fun to to keep that um to keep that distinct visual style of the first film and maybe take a page out of uh pup stars book and retell the first film with dogs and so it's essentially the same film but with dogs and instead of spartans you have dalmatians and it's called 301 dalmatians (laughs) (laughs) very good because also one thing that's kind of not clear is it is it leonidas and 300 spartans or is it leonidas and 299 other spartans for a title of 300 yeah i don't know you'd think it'd be the the latter because that is the title of the film Mm. but they keep saying leonidas and his 300 spartans yeah maybe they're including his person in that maybe it's just a rough estimate (laughs) leonidas and about 300 spartans (laughs) and the film's just called roughly 300 
that's the historical inaccuracy is that um it might have been 300 they couldn't (laughs) the counting was different yeah it was actually three (laughs) thousand it was thirty thousand. they still (laughs) lost it's actually a tale of like immense failure (laughs) all right who wants to go next uh mine's a bit lame that's okay if 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 (laughs) <laughs> well it kind of made sense if you go back to when the first film came out um that they would have followed it up with maybe like the battle of troy that right, seems yeah. like a, a logical not involved in this particular war but just in terms of greek mythology and yeah like potentially a, historically accurate a Zack snyder greek mythology universe because if there's one thing yeah, Zack Snyder's yeah. good at, it's setting up cinematic universes. <laughs> <laughs> Martha, Sparta. <laughs> this is Martha. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, because I mean, there is merit to the idea of, like, just doing a bunch of films in the same style of different wars. Like how Zack Snyder said, you know, you could do Ancient Greece. Um, American Revolutionary War or our battle in China. Yeah, and I do get that, but at the same time, I think the well, like, the allure of of three hundred was more that it was based on a graphic novel, and I think right. Zack Snyder went down that pathway instead for a while. So, well, and still to this day, basically, is that instead of doing the the Greek mythology or the the historical battles, he just went into more graphic novels. Hmm. Each more graphic than the last. <laughs> um, well, okay. Oh, there is a there is a Troy movie, right? It's got Brad Pitt in it. Yeah. Did yeah. Zack Snyder did come out? It says Jared Leto on it. Ugh. I don't know. When did that come out? Troy. Uh, I think it was like, I want to say like two thousand and four. Oh, Troy. Two thousand four. Yeah. It was written by written David, by David Benioff. Benioff. <laughs> Wow. Um, and it was directed by Wolfgang Peterson. The best. He's the Zack Snyder of his day. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Um, Jared Leto isn't in Troy. He's in the other one with Colin Farrell. Alex- Alexand- What's that one? Alexandra? Alexander, yeah. yeah. Alexander. Alexander. Me. And you see his balls. That's the <laughs> one thing I remember about that movie. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Which also league. came out in 2004, so hence my confusion. Mm-hmm. Well, they're also about very similar things, so yeah, there's that too. Um, all right, so in a film franchise, Fortnite's second, um, for the second time ever, I've actually already created a continue the franchise <laughs> for three hundred. Um, this is the second time. This happened with the Final Destination episode. This is so. This is the second time in a row that we've had a film that or a series that I've already continue the franchise for um and so when i was in in high school after just seeing 300 i was so enamored with it that i made a little cartoon about it um and basically the idea was it was 300 but instead of battles it was with tennis like everyone was playing tennis um and that was about it (laughs) the was it was called 300 days of summer and it was um, the the main character's town went to battle in the tennis championships with their neighbouring town. And um, the one thing I remember from it off the top of my head now is 
the main character standing with his spartans and saying we have 300 spartans and then this tennis ball flies over and knocks one of them in the head and he goes 299 spartans and then another one flies over and he's like 298 because i came i the reason i remember doing this cartoon is when watching 300 this time i created the same joke accidentally in my head whenever spartans would get killed off i was like ah now there's only 290 they need like a counter on the screen and then i was like wait i already made that joke (laughs) like i already did that before um so i don't know you can go watch that on youtube if you want don't do it um and <laughs> along with final Nation from last week about uh four four or five boys who narrowly miss getting hit in the nuts and um are then chased by a force trying to hit them in the nuts until they are <laughs> each picked off uh so the i thought 300 you know where where can we continue the franchise with now how about um 3000 and it's essentially the same war the same movie not much has changed but now they live underwater and um, (laughs) (laughs) and it's 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 300 underwater and it's called 3000 (laughs) and it's done with with fishmen i guess who who does the score um busted (laughs) no the jonas brothers could you have an aquaman crossover that's zack snyder isn't it (laughs) no i won't hear of it (laughs) yeah i've basically just pitched aquaman haven't i like the zack snyder tangentially related film about about warriors underwater so yeah that's my yeah that's it i did originally think in space um but then i was like Nah, it's funnier if it's underwater, because then three thousand doesn't even have a namesake. Just makes no sense. What? <laughs> like if it's three thousand in space, it's like right because it's futuristic. But no, it's underwater. It's not even set in the future. Set in the past. Set before three hundred. It's set back in the human evolutionary chain when we still lived in the ocean. With fish people. Right. Nice. Yeah. The primordial ooze. And it's um, called three thousand because it's three thousand. Leagues under the sea. I was going to say BC, but even that wouldn't be early enough. <laughs> right, it's called 30 million, and <laughs> it's set 30 million years ago. There we go. Um, and everyone has um, New Zealand accents. That's what I, they just sounded like. Just so you guys know, while you were talking, AJ, I um, found... 300 Days of Summer and Final Destination. <laughs> okay, good. So, I don't know if I... Final Destination opens up saying this episode may not be suitable for younger family members. It contains adult themes that may offend people. Cause it, I wonder... Oh, right, because it's about... Getting hit in the nuts. Getting hit in the nuts, <laughs> and that was the height of edginess back in the day. Or if you play them, I'm cutting it out of the episode. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so don't bother. People can go find it themselves. I'm not even kidding. If you play it, I'm cutting it out. It's um, going to be followed by a loud bleep here. So if you're looking for Final Destination, it's T-E-S-T-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. One word. Yeah. So Final Thanks. Destination. Just Destination with a T. I should have said that. Because I, 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 I search like testy nation, right? 
I should also point out that um, one of the main characters in my cartoon was a very kind of like racist portrayal of of an Asian person. Um, However, I did get my Asian friend to voice him and therefore I am better than The Simpsons because (laughs) I get my ethnicities to be played by their ethnicities. So The Chronicles of Life and Death by Grim Sky Production. Oh, stop this madness, please. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, yeah do you say stop this madness i didn't no <laughs> this isn't madness aj what is it tell me this is patrick <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was another remix back in the day it was just this is patrick <laughs> <laughs> well as this episode draws to um its climax much like aj will in 12 days um <laughs> don't laugh nadeshta you don't know <laughs> you don't know you don't know what it's like um, um yeah yeah uh we we may as well just end it there so we normally would get the lovely nadeshta to um give us a random number but last time she gave us earbud <laughs> which <laughs> condemned us yeah so um we've since then we've started a patreon and we've got a list list of wonderful patrons which nadeshta nadeshta is um conspicuously absent from um yeah give us money nadeshta <laughs> uh, i'm unemployed, who, you guys oh that's the, true the finance the finance <laughs> um but we throw it out to our one dollar patrons um every second episode you guys get to suggest a film franchise that we could cover and the one with the most votes ends up being chosen and this week wait wait don't say it yet because people are going to be hanging on to finding out what it is and that's why now we let Nadeshta tell us where she can find where we can find her so that people are forced to hear our plugs before (laughs) they listen to what the next episode is so, Nadeshta, uh, where, where can you where, find me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, South America. You can, yeah, Argentina, <laughs> look me up. Um, you can find me at Pop Culture Vulture on YouTube and pop.culture.vulture on Instagram. Um, and, yeah, hopefully I can keep up the videos overseas from hostels. Mm. Just mix it. it up a bit. Yeah. Get Get the random people you meet to review the movies with you. Yeah, Pop Culture Pigeon. Is mm. that what we decided on? Yeah, or or just flying south for the winter. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, like a series. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Abroad migration, pop culture vulture migration. There you (laughs) go. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, And you can find us at Cold Popture on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and Copopture dot com and Copopture Media at Gmail dot com. did I say YouTube? I can't yeah. remember. Okay, there you go. Sweet. So what is our next franchise? Richie, Richie Rich, Richie Roo, Richie dun, Baby? Dun, dun, dun. It is a trilogy of three films which all star Mike Myers as the titular Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Nadesh is raising the roof. You got to yeah. do the vocal equivalent of raising the roof because it's a podcast <laughs> so we can't we can't see it so you just gotta go um, whoop whoop um, 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 yeah um, 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 um. <laughs> I like that. 
Good stuff. All right. Hey, good stuff, gang. Hey. Good job. Hey, good luck in um, South American Adesta. Mm. And all the best for London and the rest of your adventures. Yeah. And if you can just spread the good word of Colt Popsha um, <laughs> everywhere that you go, yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. And your own stuff, I guess, if that's important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, we're 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 we're, st- we're keeping an eye out for each other. Yeah, at, uh... when when you come to New Zealand at the end of London, yeah, for sure. <laughs> at the end of London, <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. All right. That with Thanks. that, that's it. That's it. goodbye, everybody. I'll play uh, this is Sparta to, to yeah, play your, play your shitty techno remix you like. I will. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is madness.